0: Good day, good night, and welcome to Off The Woodworks. I'm Kevin Laramé, your host, and it is Friday, June 21st. The Dynamo didn't produce any electricity on Wednesday night. Montreal took the spoils. 3 points, 2 nothing. Felipe on a gorgeous pass by Patrice Bernier. And, as always, when we play at home, Marco Levallo, segna per noi! Marco De Valle scored a goal for us, for us, for Montreal, and 2 nothing, three points, first of the table, not just the East, first of the whole league, well, until Saturday, because Dallas, we're just one point ahead of Dallas, still with the game in hand, but Dallas, if they win, they get a chance to climb back on top. But for now, Montreal is first in the league. So we'll talk about that today on Off The Woodworks. About the impact, about the return of Charlie Baum, about Nesta, about Daniele Paponi. Abemus Paponi. He's back. And he's better than ever. So we'll talk about that with Rafael Laroxir from SecurePlus.ca. We'll talk about that in the second half of the show. But first, the Montreal game. What a game! The atmosphere was electric. It was a weird vibe, but it was an amazing vibe of the Saputo on Wednesday. What a great game. You can tell that Daniele Paponi missed it's his fans. He loves playing in Montreal. He loves the attention. Like I was saying since the beginning, he's a stubborn player. He wants to prove people wrong. He wants to prove people that were thinking he was the next superstar when he was playing under for Italy, for the under 20, he was considered to be the next big striker for Italy. Well, he's trying to prove them right right now, actually. He's trying to prove that he was worthy of that label when he was younger. But after all that he's been through, now with the impact, he's actually worth it. It's amazing to watch him play the difference and difference of class between him and Wenger and no disrespect to Andrew whatsoever. Andrew is very technical but like we're gonna talk with Rafael Eurexé you'll see I believe he overthinks too much maybe it's the Duke education and everything but he overthinks the situation a little bit too much so in my opinion like we'll say talk to Rafael later on I believe Paponi doesn't think too much he doesn't think at all he reacts and sometimes that's what you need on the pitch but anyways coming back to the game Felipe, Felipe Martins is back, my friends. Mr. Campaholi, his third goal of the season. He's officially back in form, doing great for the Montreal Eleven. His first touch on the Bernier pass was top class. We'll come back to Bernier in a second, because I want to actually talk about him for a couple minutes. A maestro. He's a maestro on the pitch lately. But anyways, Felipe, his first touch, he placed himself in great position to get the defender, to get off the shoulder of the defender, and he just swung by him, took a nice first pass, first touch of the pass, and then a nutmeg between the lengthy legs of Tally Hall. What? Just his legs. These are like 7 foot long. That's just the legs. Anyways, Mr. Tally Tall, right between the... Legs of Mr. Tally Nutmeg by Felipe, and then, as usual, he looked at the ultras, he fist-pumped in the air, did a little twist dance, and then, yeah, that's how he celebrated. I didn't get the dance, it was kind of weird, actually, it damaged a little bit of the pitch I saw on the Saputo, but it doesn't matter, because Felipe is back. Vai, vai, vamos, Felipe. <laughs> oh, and Bernier. Talk about Bernier. Wow, what a maestro, like I was saying, it's a magnificent performance on the pitch. He is controlling everything, the vision he has. It reminds me of, of a chef. He actually knows when to doze the salt, doze a little bit of pepper, knows when to go in for the slide tackle, knows when to put a little bit of mustard on too much of the of the standing tackle, recovers the ball, great touches... <laughs> Ever since he joined the Montreal Impact, he's been great. But lately, he has the people around him to make him shine a little bit more. And the position that he's actually playing, a little bit more defensive mid, like we were saying it at the beginning of the season, he might not like it as much because it's not as offensive, but it goes straight to his qualities, his specialties, his strength, his strength, his strength, his strength as a player. It goes there for a the strength of the player. He's <laughs> his strength as a player are really useful in that position. In a defensive midfielder, he's great to actually anticipate where the other players are going to come towards him and intercepts the ball. He intercepts passes. He knows how to get in the right place at the right time. We would think he's Italian. He's playing almost like an Italian player would be, more with his brain than with his leg. But he's still pretty fast, He's a stocky player. He's imposing his presence on the field, in the midfield, is intimidating for the other team. And he's one of the reasons, I believe, that Montreal is going to do well in the CONCACAF Champions League. That's the kind of player that's going to impose his tempo and his rhythm of the game to the other team. And that's what the Canadian men's national team needed against Honduras in that 1-8-1 defeat. And I still cannot get over the fact that Bernier was not selected for that game. He was the exact type of player to calm everything down in San Pedro Sula. He was the one to be able to orchestrate something in that midfield. But no, we don't want that type of player. Of course you do. Anyways, so he's that type of player who's going to dominate a midfield, impose his presence, his tempo. He's going to dictate the pace of the play. And for this... He's a maestro, like I was saying, he's a chef, he's a maestro, he's a conductor of the opera, of the orchestra, whatever you want, he's the conductor of the train, he's a driver, he's a pilot, he's the captain, put all the cliches you want, he is for now our captain anyways, until Davey Arnault comes back, which is going to be pretty soon, he actually practiced this week, hopefully Davey, if you're listening, which there's no chance you are, but... Can't wait for you to come back. You're going to bring a greediness and a quality of effort, a standard of effort on the pitch that's going to help everybody else. And Nesta, what can you say about Nesta? His return, like we're going to talk with Raphael, he's like an assistant coach on the field. He's our Reggie Dunlop. He is the Montreal's version, Montreal Impact version of Patrice Le Duc. He is a Reggie Dunlop of the sport. Nesta, a future coach, FC Miami with Beckham as a owner. Yeah, that's gonna happen. <laughs> vote for the Impact All Star. Vote is right now. Tweet the vote, hashtag MLS All Stars, at MLS, at Impact Montreal. Write the players: Devayo, Felipe, Patrice Bernier, Matteo Ferrari, and Troy Perkins. Those six. Am I probably missing one? Justin Map maybe, or anyways, tweet anybody else, anybody of the Montreal Impact. Put even Yappikino if you want. I don't mind. As long as you vote for the Montreal Impact players, get them to start, it would be a travesty if Marco De Vallo and Ferrari doesn't start that game. They have to. Against A.S. Roma? Are you kidding me? Marco De Vallo needs to be the starting striker. Put him with T.T. Put T.T. and Marco against A.S. Roma. It's a quality pairing of a forward that anybody on the planet will take. Well, maybe not, but almost every club on the planet will be really happy to have those two strikers as a starting duo. So vote for them. Vote for, not for them, don't vote for TT. Vote for the impact. You heard? So you still listen to me? Fine, you can still listen, but I better, I better hear you typing. Type right now. Tweet it or just go to MLS.com slash Vote All-Star. You'll find it. There's an icon. Just click on the AT&T All-Star thing and vote for it. It's going to be in Kansas City. And let's impact the vote. So go impact the vote right now. And speaking of, of impact, Operacion Quetzal, July 27th, jbyknights.ca. at jbyknights on Twitter. Get involved. Uh... Go be there on July 27th. It's going to be a fundraiser night at the Zaputo against... It's going to be a great game too. So get your ticket for that game. Help Operation Quetzal t- to achieve their goal of bringing a smile to a bunch of orphans kid. Yes, I got it right this time. They are not called the orphalins like I was saying on Tuesday's show. There are orphans and I apologize for that. Luckily, nobody told me on Twitter or anything. Nobody made fun of me, which, thank you, by the way. But they're trying to bring a smile to Orphan's face. And this is very, very, very impressive by them. It's worthy of our money, of our attention, of our devotion. So go out to Jedi Knights at JediKnights.ca. Jebanais.ca, at Jebanais on Twitter, at Casimodo99 for any other detail. It's July 27th, people. (laughs) So we'll take a second of a break. When we come back, we'll have Raphael Laroxir from SoccerPlus.ca talking about the impact, the game Wednesday, and the progress that they made since last year. Remember last year where we were at that time? Yeah. Corradi, who just got injured. (laughs) Remember him? Corradi.
1: Come on boy Na 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 na
0: na 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 Shalibam made his return at the helm of the Montreal Eleven yesterday.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What is the big difference between him and Morobiello coaching the team? Uh, the big, uh,
1: the big difference I would say is that you, you can tell in Shalibam's eyes and in his voice, he's 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 there. You know, you can tell he's there on the pitch, screaming at players, at referees, at everyone. But you can tell he's there. Uh, Mar- uh, Morobiello on the at the game uh, against Columbus. We would have need actually Shalibam uh, in the locker room at halftime to pump up the guys and say like, "Come on, guys! What we're doing is wrong. We're playing like, you know, like crap. We need to wake up and go play and give everything on the field." And I feel like Biello is still in the learning process, as Marco Shalibam is right there. He's at the top and he knows how it how it's done. He knows how to do it. So that that's the big difference between the two is that Shalibam is. Already a leader of men, when Moro Biello is learning to become a leader.
0: There's a big difference of uh, a chari- uh, was was a word, charism, Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It, it, and, and and this passion also that that that, that Marco Shalibam has. Uh, you can tell he, he's on the pitch, and, and I, I don't know if the referees are afraid of him. Sometimes when they, when they hear from him, like, but I mean, I would be, I would be scared of him if I was refereeing that game. Uh, he has a he has a presence on the pitch that that's unique. He has, uh, yeah, he has this charisma, but he has like, he also has like this this desire to win, this passion that that makes the whole thing better.
0: Yeah, and he fits with the Montreal identity in that way too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then another return on the game on Wednesday night was Alessandro Nesta. There's two big statistics I like this year. Nesta and Ferrari, when they're together in the middle of our defend line, they're unbeaten. And when Nesta plays this year, they're 7-0-1 right now. Yeah. Yeah, go, go. So, are they the best defender in the league? Best duo?
1: (laughs) Uh, I would say... Yeah, they're 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 for sure in the top in the top of the league. Uh, f- the the best defenders of the league, maybe. Uh, the thing is that Nesta, when he's on the field, he's not the fastest. He's not, um, you know, he, he's he's the Nesta of 38 years old. He he's not the one of 25, you know, that we have. He's yeah. not the one that that won the World Cup. It's not the same. But he has like like a little bit like Marco Shalibama was saying. He has this presence on the field. And players listen to him. So players, when he's there, player, all the other players are more confident also. So it, it, it's not even if he touches the ball or not. It's everyone that that gets more confident around this guy. So when he's on the field, well, players know there's Nesta back there, and like I don't want him to tell me what to do. So I <laughs> do my job right. <laughs> so it's a, it's it's about the same thing I would say. So Nesta. Nesta is big for the confidence of the player. He's good, too. I mean, he's not bad. He He's the best tackler <laughs> of the, the league, for sure. Oh, yeah. And and Ferrari, Ferrari is still top shape. Ferrari is a guy that can still play and give a, a lot in a game. So, yeah, for sure, together, they're really strong, and it's bad for the rest of the league.
0: <laughs> and as I was saying, there's another return as well. Daniele Paponi made another mm-hmm. start for the Montreal Impact. And you can tell just when he came on when he came against Columbus, you can tell there was a difference on the team, but this Wednesday night, his presence on the field, his creative recreativity, creativity, his imagination on the pitch is so impressive. What's yeah. the biggest difference between him and Andrew Wanger?
1: Well the difference is that Paponi runs everywhere and tries everything and he, 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 maybe, I would say maybe technically Wenger might be stronger oh, in the really? way that he controls the ball better and he, he, he might even have a better vision than uh, Paponi, but Paponi brings like this intensity on the field. And there's already a complicity also with the De and Pisano. So when they're all together, those three, they find each other real real quick and it's it's a big threat for the, the, the other team. So that, that that I think the intensity is what Paponi brings and what bring what uh, Andrew Wenger maybe is lacking of a little bit right now. Uh, not not that he he's not intense, but but you can see Paponi is going for every ball. He's going for he's he's gonna push for it. And and that's what's missing, I feel, for Wenger. So that's why Peponi right now is is ranked number two in the strikers list. And Wenger just slided at number three.
0: So basically, do we think that Andrew Renner overthinks the situation when he's on the field? Does, does he think too much?
1: That that might be. That might be a problem. That might be also that he's, you know, like he knows that he's he's playing with Divayo And there, there's a big pressure when you play with a guy like DiVallo because, you know, he's the guy that you have...
0: Are you here? All right, sorry, uh, we just lost you for a second. Okay. But yeah.
1: <laughs> no, but you, you. I mean, he's playing, uh, Divayo has this, y- players on the field, they know they have to give the ball to Divayo because mm-hmm. he's your top striker. And I feel that Wenger might not be used to that or might not like, he's probably not comfortable with that yet. Huh. Uh, he, he, I, I don't know if he's, he's if he's scared of something or what, but may- no, there's something lacking with Andrew. I don't know. Yeah,
0: maybe because Paponi is more like Devayo. He knows him from a long time ago, and he's not scared of him. He knows what to do on the field, how to get him to be happy. He doesn't yeah. have the same pressure on his shoulders that maybe Andrew has.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, I feel Andrew Wenger is more like he's a kind of like complete player. You know, he can do a little bit of everything, but he's not like the best in something you know he's not like he's not the best uh striker he's not the fastest he's not the more intense he's not so that's what's lacking he has to be like like marco Vaio is crazy at putting the ball in the net that's it you know <laughs> and that's yeah. what he does Paponi is intense he's the more he's the most intense and that's what he does Wenger is a little bit of everything so eh, that's the difference i would say <laughs>
0: So, as it stands right now, Montreal is first in the MLS with games in hand on almost everybody. If we look back a year ago, we were out of the playoffs, going on a bad stretch from the beginning of the season. What is the biggest thing that made this team where it is today? What is the most most impressive steps that they had to do to become first in the league?
1: Well, the the, the the maybe the fact that most of us were all wrong. Marco Schalibon was the good guy for this team. Uh, I, I'll say it. At first, I thought, like, this guy is a European guy coming to teach an MLS. It never works. <laughs> uh, well, he, he's good. He's really good at it. And he, he also, he, he, he has, like, this... I, I feel like the players like to play with him, like for him, I mean, and... It just everything works. Last year, Marco Di Vaio, there was a lot of pressure also on him because of what happened in Italy and all that. So you can feel that there was something that wasn't working and his head wasn't there completely. This year is free of everything. So now this year, all he does is score gold. Uh, this year also, we have all the all the all the guy came back in good shape at the beginning of the season. Last year it was a. Uh, construction you know like in may there's two other players that comes and uh, june there's the that comes and so this year they started as a team in january at the camp and they started the season like that and it works What they're adding right now is, uh, well, they're adding like some academy guys, like, Mm -hmm. and maybe like with a pony that came a little bit late, but that's it. All the guys were there at the beginning of the season, and I think that's a big difference. The guys were there to work hard together every day since day one.
0: And you just talk about acquisitions. The (laughs) opening, the market window is about to open soon. Do you think Montreal is going to try to get anybody, if it is for a left-back or maybe on the wings, or should we stick with what we have?
1: I think if there's no injuries, we're good with what we have. That's what that's what brought us to the top right now. And I think we have enough guys also to, 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 to play in both in CONCACAF Champions League and in the league. Because We have to remember one thing. We don't have any guys that are called up for international duties. There's only uh, Sananiasi that goes with uh, Gambia sometimes.
0: Yep, and they're already. uh Bernier
1: is not called with Canada team. Mm -hmm. Most of our young guys are too. And everyone's always there. We played um, Houston this week. They were missing Brad Davis. They were missing uh, Garcia. Uh, We played uh, Kansas City (laughs) two weeks ago. They were missing Zuzi, Bessler. So we we don't have this thing. And and for us, it's a good thing. Everyone's there all the time. So if there's no injuries, well, good. I don't think we we should go and go crazy on the market. If you find, I mean, the impact has some contacts and everything. If they find something good, okay, great. But I I feel we have what it takes to, to go far this year, and we don't need to add anything.
0: And the schedule of the Montreal Impact is very weird this year. We have yeah. a, we just haven't played for like almost 2 weeks and we're playing the next game the 29th at Jisabuto. Yeah. Do you think it can affect us we're used to it by now? Well, it it
1: can affect us, but I think like we just showed what, what what's going to happen, you know, we're ready to play and like well, the guys, they maybe they had an, a hard time at Columbus, but right after, they came back with a great win. So it, it's not going to affect us in the in long term. It's going to affect us for one game or two games maybe in the season. But but no, I think the guys are professional. They work hard every day, and they're ready for that kind of schedule.
0: Right. And um, yesterday, Wednesday, the mm-hmm. Canadian women's national team are one and only national teams who represent sure. us to the top of their ability – Played against Germany in a friendly, they lost one nothing. What's mm-hmm. next for that team?
1: Well, what's next is preparation for the for the World Cup 2015, and also the 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 World Cup of U uh, twenty 2014. That's also in Canada. They're both in Canada, so that's the next big thing that's happening for us and right now uh, John Erdman is trying to give time to the to the young girls you know like uh, Kadesha Buchanan mm-hmm. she's great she's 17 years old this girl's gonna be top of the team best one of the best player in the world in about like four or five years so now she's just like playing getting some good playing time actually she played against the US she plays now against uh, Germany uh, th- w- what John Erdman is doing is bringing youngsters and that that is a good thing for preparation for 2015 cuz there's one thing Kristen st-clair won't be there for uh, 50 years you know <laughs> like we we wish we could like clone her or something but <laughs> she won't be there for 50 years so we we have to get ready for the future and that's what john Ernman is doing and i think it's a great thing we have good youngsters coming from the the u20 u17 uh, teams and we're going to see that actually at the 2014 world cup which will be hosting? Uh, there's some good young talents here, and well, let's go, let's do this. I think they have maybe. I mean, the World Cup 2015. It might be a big step, and I don't say that they will win it, <laughs> but they'll they'll compete and they'll be good there.
0: All right. Well, thank you very much, Raphael. You can read Raphael on SoccerPlus.ca. It's a pleasure. All right. very
1: well, much, Raphael.
0: Parfait. Ça. Good bon ben je vais te laisser là-dessus, penser à toi. Puis bonne semaine de soccer, on s'en parle bientôt. So as always, I want to thank Raphaël Aragüés for being a guest on today's show. This weekend, there's a couple games in the MLS. Montreal has a bye, but still. There's a couple of games interesting. And we have the bet of the week. Bet of the week. We have 70 bucks in our fictitious bankroll right now. So let's take five dollars of that. We all started with nothing. And we first bet was two bucks. We made it to 25. We lost everything. We started with another five bucks. So right now we have seven dollars put in. And we still have 70 bucks. So we're still seven. Uh, well, that's a thousand percent efficient. Yes we are. So if my math aren't. Are not correct? I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyways, so for that $5 bet, I'm putting three teams. One team, which is really, really on a downward spiral, but I believe it is the week that it turns around. The DC United will get together to unite to beat the Wondolovsky-less and Leonard-less San Jose Earthquakes. They're playing in DC on Saturday, and Wando. Is not gonna play. He's injured, uh, pulled hamstring, if I'm not mistaken, or something similar to that. And Leonard is questionable, but in my opinion, he won't play at all. So don't be surprised to see Gordon and uh, Pillow Feet, Adam John on Adam John on up front. But anyway, so DC United then the Houston Dynamo that are facing the Toronto FC at the BBVA. It'll be very interesting to. See Houston get back to a winning ways. After a couple of games on the road, this means struggling, the 2-0 against Montreal. They lost two games in a row at the BBVA. And one of them was the US Open Cup. They lost at the Dallas Stadium as well. So they're not in a good form right now, but I believe Houston's going to turn it around and actually get the W at home against Toronto and put that confidence a little bit higher. (laughs) And then I put Portland as well. Portland with a porter ball at home. I won't even say who they're playing against because it doesn't matter. Portland is, in my opinion, the best team so far in the West because on their actual unbeaten streak as of now, they accumulated more points than Dallas did in Dallas' streak at the beginning of the season. Just for that, it tells you that Portland has a little bit of a better team, a better system, a better cohesion. And right now, there's a couple players that are struggling for Dallas. So Portland's gonna be the best team in the West in my opinion in the second half of the season, but actually they're gonna win on Sunday night. So for that five dollars, you get 37 bucks around that, depending where you place your bets. But with the odds, DC like kind of like an upset, even though they're playing at home, you get the more odds for DC. You get 288 on the website I put my bet on. Houston and Portland are like 155. So altogether it becomes a seven something times five, thirty-six bucks. For that's bet of the week. Two more games I really enjo- want to watch this weekend. FC Dallas versus Sporting Kansas City. The Sporting Kansas City can actually help the impact to stay on top of the league by beating Dallas. And will Dallas come back to their better form they had earlier this season? They're still a very decent team. But they've been struggling on set pieces lately they need to get themselves together otherwise Kansas City with the return of Graham Zusie, who is going to be available to play on Saturday it's gonna be very interesting by the way Portland was playing Colorado the Colorado Rockies the Rapids I know well the Rapids are gonna be stopped <laughs> they're gonna be sloped yes yeah, so that game FC Dallas Kansas City I like Dallas in that game and the other game I want to watch, it's the L.A. Derby. The Derby, that doesn't mean anything. The two teams actually plays in the same stadium. Chivas USA, who are going to be the host. So it's going to be empty in that stadium at the formerly known stadium of Home Depot Center. Now, the StubHub Center. StubHub. ah, doesn't seem blue-chip. Just like the Home Depot Center is. It's like a... As as sponsors. You know when you're playing FIFA or playing those games or NASCAR or whatever. And you have to... You can choose your sponsors. Well, there's always like a couple levels of different categories of sponsors. Well, StubHub is not in the same category as the Home Depot. They probably put a lot of money on it. But as a perspective, as an outside perspective. Because I'm way outside of L.A. Way, way outside of L.A. I like the Home Depot Center better, but you know StubHub is sports related. They buy and st- they actually resell tickets and stuff like that. They sell tickets basically, so yeah. So that Clasico, that cle- que kla sico that game, that Derby, that L.A. Derby between the Goats and the Stars, or the Galaxies, or the L.A.X., or the X-lax. Uh Did I say X.L.A.X.? I said x so it's going to be the goats against the X-lax. against x Xlax. so you know what happens when you eat lamb and you ate too much, well Galaxy is going to win, never mind what I'm saying, so go with the Galaxy if you just want to watch a game, it's going to be a couple of good games, RSL Seattle is the MLS stream of the week, so if you don't have MLS live and you want to watch a game with a decent stream online. This is the place to go, mlssoccer.com. You can watch the RSL and Seattle game tomorrow night on Saturday. So this brings us to the end of the show. As always, I want to thank every single one of you for taking the half an hour or so to listen to my show. I do it from the heart because I love you guys. And so if you actually like my show, like the podcast, like that Balado Diffusion, just go on itunes.ca, subscribe, slash podcast, off the woodworks. Just look it up, Kevin Laramie I'm featured in the new and northworthy of iTunes. So give me a couple stars, review my show, give me a subscribe, go on Facebook, off the woodworks with an X at the end, go like my page, go on Twitter. On Twitter? On Twitter? Twitter? Wait, can you hear it? Somebody's tweeting. So, yeah, go on Twitter and at Off the Woodworks with an X and give me a follow. And if you have any questions, comments, or like Extra Time Radio would say, reactions, or you just want to say hi, you got a, an idea for a bit of the week, you want to be a sponsor of Off the Woodworks, why not? I take everything I can. Go at Off the Woodworks with an X at the end. So, off the woodworks at hotmail.com for anything related to my show. I'm Kevin Aramé and have a great soccer.